the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. So just before I turned on the the, uh, machine here to record uh, this opening segment, I got news and I got a, a text from a member of Congress telling me that they are, in fact, going to put all of the uh, video from January 6th, 40,000 plus, into a kind of portal and we'll have access to it. So I stand, again, uh, on my uh, position that what I said last week, which was that it was a good start to give access to Tucker Carlson uh, and his team to start digging into it. Uh, other, you know, the, the select committee under Nancy Pelosi had given access to an ABC journalist and others. So there's a good start. But I, th- I said, I hoped and I thought that Speaker McCarthy and his team would make it available to others. And they have. They exactly have. So, I mean, they are. It's not quite there yet. I think it today is, uh, I was told about 24 to 48 hours from now, we'll, they'll figure it out. So my point is only this. we You can't expect to have everything happen on the fastest timeline, and but you have to wonder if you're being played. I've told you this. What you need to know is one of the ways that the establishment, that the status quo continues its operations is, in fact, to wait you out. So they say, be patient, be patient. You know, we'll get there. We'll get there. And after a while, you suddenly realize you got to get anywhere. But when, in fact, people have delivered, when they've actually delivered, You have to give them credit for and give them credibility for that, the successes. It's a little bit like I tell people when I wrote the the book, The Conservative Case for Trump, and I laid out with Phyllis Schlafly and Brett Decker what the conservative case for Trump was, we didn't know for sure if Trump would be conservative. We didn't know. He had talked a lot about conservative issues, judges, the border understanding how the swamp worked to the fake news. And we thought this guy is, is a conservative in his approach and will be conservative in office. But we didn't know he didn't have a track record. In fact, his track record, although philanthropically, he was certainly supportive of, of good things, a military and veterans and all who knew he had been pro uh, abortion when he was younger. This is Trump. However, now after he was in office, he was radically pro-life in office. He was very much a conservative on the border, on trade issues, on taking on the communists in China. Not perfect. There were some aspects spending. We got out of control, I think, still other things. But in general, you have to say he has a record of being conservative. And insofar as Kevin McCarthy now has a record, albeit only six weeks or four weeks, I'm not, I guess it's um, something like six weeks, a, a record of doing what he said he would do giving access to the good guys, conservatives and Tea Party types on good committees, making sure that things are moving in the right direction. He's done that. He's earned the credibility of having delivered in some significant ways. Again, not everything and not perfect yet, but pretty good. 
And my point is only last week when I said to you all that uh, I saw that there was movement and the movement was in favor of um, in favor of giving access on the videos initially to Tucker. But then I thought to others, here we are. Here we are. So, in fact, part of the trick here, part of the the uh, way to work together is to reinforce for the people who are coming through that they're in fact coming through that they're in fact delivering that they're in fact making things work so that you can say hey keep going now do i think there's some stumbling blocks ahead probably i'm concerned that there'll be some things that we won't get access to out of the january 6 all the all the video but we'll get there i mean we'll, we'll get to that point at some point right now we've got people behaving well and moving ahead well and going in the right direction really well we need to reward that. We need to be smart about rewarding that and encouraging that. And what you need to know is this is real progress. I think I told you the other night I was out with a member of Congress, same one that texted me, and he said, I think that what I saw, what I've seen so far, it, there was something really deeply, seriously wrong. So he thinks we need to get to the bottom of it, and I think we will. And so that's very exciting. That's very exciting. should be very gratifying for people that are concerned about getting to the bottom. Remember, we only have one. There's only conservatives are able to influence public policy in only one chamber of one branch of the government. Right. The, the, the executive, the president season is firmly Democrat, far left Biden and, and his team and the Senate left, you know, b- barely, but left. So the things you can do to influence what's going on. You have to do. You have to do. You have to figure out how to make them work. And this is a great example of that happening. So what you need to know is good work. And uh, I'm optimistic that we're very, very much heading in the right direction. So there you have it. That's what you need to know. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for the daily email there. And uh, we'll be right back. We got two great interviews today. We'll talk with Cynthia Hughes. Uh, of the Patriot Freedom Project about January 6th, a new docu-series. And we'll also visit with Todd Benzman again, catching up on his book. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to check in with Cynthia Hughes, the founder and the president of the Patriot Freedom Project. I work uh, closely with her first first as an attorney who was helping some of the defendants in the January 6th. But now I'm uh, one of her colleagues on the organization's board trying to help uh, make sure that two things happen. One is uh, funding for lots of the January 6th defendants who don't have the money and don't have the resources to get good lawyers. Sometimes they're stuck with public defenders that aren't good. Some of the public defenders have been good. I think, Cynthia, you would uh, agree. But we need that. And then the second thing is lots of these families of the January 6th defendants are have lots of issues that have to do with their kids and their ho- uh, homes and their lives. And so there's a big role to play, uh, especially since so much has become clearer about what a uh, disaster January 6th was in terms of the equal treatment under the law, in terms of what really happened and due process. Which brings us to uh, Cynthia. I, one of the reasons I want to talk right now is the new docu-series which is called Due Process Denied and is coming out uh, in a different space than the others that have done documentaries on what happened on January 6th or who's responsible. So first, welcome back and tell us a little bit about um, how you got to the idea of doing this 
docu-series, which is called Due Process Denied, uh, and uh, what it all means. Hi, Ed. I'm always glad to be with you. Thank you. Um, well, you know, there's multiple documentaries that have been released, you know, over the course of these past, well, two years now. Yeah. And um, and they talk a lot about uh, January 6th, uh, the charges of January 6th, um, a, uh, you know, the, um, um, the overcharging, you know, they, they talk about, you know, the, the, like the logistics, if you will, of January 6th. But what nobody really talks about is the, you know, the collateral damage, as I put it, um, or the humanitarian crisis, as I've heard, uh, Darren Beatty, uh, often say. Um, and that's the families. That's, you know, um, you know, a wife who has several children and is now the sole breadwinner or, you know, a mother who, you know, has an 18 or 19 year old son who's incarcerated. Um, and maybe she's a widow. Maybe she was divorced. And, you know, um, maybe the son worked a little job and paid the electric bill or something. Um, you know, families that have lost their health insurance and, and you know, had to, you know, get the COBRA paid or they had to go on you know, social service assistance, you know, to do a state health run, you know, health aid program or something. Um, there was nowhere for these families to turn, right? So right. we set this up. And now through this docuseries, um, we're able to share these stories about these families. We want the American public to hear directly from, you know, these, you know, wives and, and some mothers and, and, and to see the children. I think it becomes very human and, uh, you know, humanized and and um, and really can let you know where the fallout is. Everybody should be outraged um, over the the overcharging of so many people. And, you know, Ed, I'll tell you, I've come to realize, you know, two years later, everybody deserves due process. No matter what you're charged with, you deserve due process. It's, I hate to say it that way, but that that's no matter what you're charged with. And some people might not agree with that because some people you know, can do a horrific crime and they should go to, to jail and stay there forever. Um, but in this country, we have something called due process. And the group of people that have been caught up in January 6th have been denied due process on uh, just across the board. And, um, but I feel like what's happening now, what we're really seeing is everybody from January 6th is like lumped into the same basket. And you have right. the majority of people who committed a, a simple misdemeanor or committed even a felony that, you know, had no violence, you know, attached to it, like my nephew, Tim Hale. Um, you know, Tim has been in jail for over two years and, um, and he's got, you know, possibly a, a year and a half more to go um, unless he gets out, you know, in good time for good behavior, which he will. Um, and he shouldn't be behind bars another second as I'm saying this to you, but you have people who did go to the Capitol that day and committed very horrific crimes. Um, and that's unfortunate. And I think that there should be a separation. I didn't feel that way in the beginning, but I kind of do now um, because there's so many lives that have just been you know, decimated and, and the effect it has on these children. That is a big problem, Ed. The you country know, needs um, to know, know about it. The thing, the thing about the docu series, and I, I should be uh, candid with uh, our listeners. I, I play a role in there as a, I sort of comment. Uh, I don't know, a narrator, a little narrator. bit, or a commentator. Yeah, and and but it's the it's the families that steal uh, the um, steal the the spotlight. And and but here's the thing: 
It's interesting, and I don't want to get too far on the side, uh, off the beaten path here, but you've talked before about how this experience, even though your father was a cop and your husband's a cop and law enforcement and you have, you know, you have a lot of knowledge that the system is really failing these people. And frankly, the system fails others. And we, we have had in America this great constitution, the rule of law, the values that knitted us together, and it's off kilter. And that, you know, it's so off kilter on the January 6th uh, situation and how justice is being meted out um, that it really should lead to a broader conversation about how American justice is working. And there's lots of other groups that can come in or lots of individuals. Don't forget groups. They'll come in and say, you know, I grew up poor and I got this because the system stacked against me, the not just because I did something wrong. There's a lot of that. In this case, though, one of the reasons the docuseries, and again, it's due process denied, uh, is it due process denied.com? I'm sorry, I do this to you. Dot org. Dot org. Okay. Due process, uh, uh, due process denied.org. Because when you see these families and the stories, it changes it. It's not about some name, a guy that, you know, broke a window or trespassed, you know, or anything. It's about a family and it's, and, and it humanizes the thing in a way that I think the conversation can go, uh, on from there. Um, are you, you know, tell me, I know you are, but I mean, it's inspirational on one level that most of these families just keep going. I mean, some are having a terrible time. We know the terrible story of Matt Perna, uh, took his own life out of desperation. It's horrendous. And, and that blood is on the hands of the, uh, of the people who didn't manage that system, how they did it. I don't want to say it's only the prosecutors, but here we are. But most of these families just keep going and their suffering is palpable and it's real. Um, but they just keep going. It's true. It's true. You know, um, I, I have a very close relationship with many, many, many of these families, you know, and, um, and uh, what I, what I see in a lot of these women, you know, here, I'll give you an example. Um, and I don't, I don't want to drop any names, but there's a young mother, um, right. who, whose husband is in incarcerated for, well, for the foreseeable future. And, you know, she lost her mother uh, early on in life and she's got three young, you know, young children. And one of them is in the hospital right now. And every time she takes like two steps forward, this woman, she gets about 10 steps, you know, down the ladder mm-hmm. and she can't keep a job because, you know, she's, she's got, you know, the kids and they're young. And um, when they get sick or, you know, when something happens, you know, there's, she doesn't have a lot of family support. And what is she supposed to do? How is she supposed to survive? And how do we expect these children to be burdened, um, you know, because of politics? And that's exactly what's going on here. Um, and so it's, it's remarkable to see the resilience and the strength in these women. And I think, you know, they, they have achieved that because we have built this organization and we've built this community where, um, you know, they just connect with each other and they help each other and they love on each other and uh and they're there for each other you know i have been around the country i've been to a couple different states where i've gone and i've met with some of these families you know face to face in their homes and it's so disheartening because when these people go to court you know like let's talk about rachel powell for example rachel powell's from pennsylvania she's on a very strict house arrest or let's talk about chris worrell um, who's also on a very strict house arrest. You know, when when these people appear in front of these judges and they happen to have the same judge um, who is not a very nice person, he has zero sympathy for these people. 
um, they just don't see beyond the, the defendant, you know, right. standing in front of them. Chris Morrell didn't even step foot inside the Capitol. And they want to, like, put him in jail for, you know, for years. Um, and, you know, he just he's in the hospital right now, as a matter of fact. Um, he, he, he had what the, the hospital thinks might have been a seizure this past Sunday. Um, and he collapsed and he cracked his head on, on uh, the bathroom counter. And, you know, he got rushed to the hospital uh, by ambulance. He's in the hospital now as we speak. Think about the, you know, the, the, the weight of thinking about what lies ahead for you over, you know, over, over what really, you know, over what? Now, Ed, again, if you went to the Capitol on January 6th, and you participated in some crazy violence um, and you assaulted a police officer, uh, you know, all right, you, you got to have your day in court. You won't have a fair day in court in D.C. Nobody will. Right. And even for people who did commit some kind of act of violence, they're not going to get a fair trial. They're just not going to get a fair trial. And, you know, you have people that got caught up in, you know, in a moment who have no criminal history, didn't do anything wrong, pre- you know, previously in their life and they got caught up and whatever they got caught up in should they go to jail for like forever like jack wade witten should he be in jail for the rest of his life the kid the poor kid he made some poor choices that day and now what he's facing five six seven years in prison you know his his fiance their life is on hold i mean it's just so maddening and the country doesn't know about this the country knows about you know certain pieces to January 6th, but they don't know really know this part of it. And so I felt it was very, very important as I started watching all these different documentaries, it just dawned on me, like, there's not enough stories being told about these families. And so I felt we needed to do something about that. So, you know, we teamed up with some great people. And, uh, and so part one in our docuseries is, is uh, going to be out next week. It was supposed to be released this week, but, you know, technical things. Um, it's going to be out next week. We also have a book coming out. Um, and, uh, you know, um, we need to tell the stories of these families because that, to me, is where the humanitarian crisis really does lie. We're, uh, we're talking again with Cynthia uh, Hughes. PatriotFreedomProject.com is the website of her organization, the foundation that's uh, been doing a lot of work to help uh, families as well as uh, January 6th defendants. And DueProcessDenied.org is the website where you can see uh, the documentary, a, a docuseries. is free. It's not being uh, sold, and, and it's really more about awareness and building the community. You know, I, I, I tell people, uh, Cynthia, that when you watch this, you, you I think you'll think to yourself, I want to find out more about how these people got put in this spot the families uh the defendants you know jeff clark the really well well regarded lawyer is on there and he he's basically been targeted because he played a role as an acting attorney general in the in an, in an administration uh, of the united states government and he's basically targeted all over the place and he's he's very a, a guy on another end of the spectrum right he's an inspiration he's not he's not a guy who's um sitting in jail or who's dealing with a son or a daughter in jail but he's an inspiration and you watch this and you say I, I want to see things be different. I want to th- see things be better. I want to see things be fixed. Uh, and I think that's one of the motivations too, you know, is building the community of people that understand 
because they can see the injustice, understand something's got to be done. So uh, it's, um, again, dueprocessdenied.org, dueprocessdenied.org. Uh, go there and check it out. Thank you, Cynthia, as always. We'll talk again, I'm sure, very soon. And uh, keep up all the work you're doing and all the fight. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. All right. We will uh, take a break. And again, I'll put up on social media. You go over there. You'll start to see, um, I, I was talking with Cynthia off the air, um, the ramp up of uh, social media about this documentary, uh, which will be coming coming in the next uh, uh, few weeks, more attention to it. And again, it's not nobody's selling it. Nobody is um, doing it as a, a, a an opportunity to, to make money. It's about building awareness on these families, these communities, the men that are sitting in jail and what's happening to them to make America better. And uh, that's all that's at the heart of this. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our old friend Todd Benzman is ripping around America all over the place. I saw him in Washington, D.C. I've seen him on TV. He was over on C-SPAN. His book, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History, is launched. It's out. It's a, I think it's, a, they listed it as a number one bestseller, I guess, in the category on Amazon. It's fantastic. And uh, it is really good. It's been a lot of the... Um, excerpts is very cleverly done todd i i salute you or whoever on your team knew uh to uh to do these excerpts uh one was in the new york post a few weeks ago another one was in was it the washington times or uh am I, yeah washington I, times yeah and this one uh a recent another one is out uh that's uh, uh on town hall media this is from um chapter seven and um uh welcome back todd how are you Great, great. Good, good to be here talking about that book. <laughs> well, and so, and toddbensman.com, by the way, is his website. You can go there and buy the book or anywhere you're buying books. And of course, his, uh, his previous, uh, book is, is a favorite of mine. He's, uh, he's, uh, the National Security Fellow over at the Center for Immigration Studies at CIS.org. Um, so Todd, uh, first, how's the reaction been to the book? I know you're getting a lot of attention because you're working hard out there, you know, kind of, uh, uh, humping the book, but how's the reaction been? Yeah. Uh, well, it's been really uh, positive so far. It uh, looks like, you know, people are definitely buying uh, the book. It's it's uh, ranked really, really high on Amazon. Um, so, you know, that's that makes my uh, publisher happy. Uh, so, you know, it's doing well. Uh, you know, there, there are a few uh, haters out there who are saying things like ban that book and burn that book. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you kind of have to expect that, you know, yeah. it comes with the territory. Uh, again, we're talking about uh, his new book, Todd Benzman, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in uh, U.S. History. And um, again, anywhere you buy books, you can track it down. Um, uh, Todd, this chapter that's excerpted here, I mean, I have the book, so I've seen this chapter. I saw it coming, but it's it's pretty I, I get it's one of the ones where it makes me go, what? Like you don't even realize some of what's happening once the dynamic is going on that the border is wide open. Walk us through it. Sure. Well, the, you know, the first thing that you have to recognize is that that the um, immigrants that are coming in are constantly on alert for an angle to play to get in fraudulently. There's just massive fraud all the time happening uh, on the border in response to our policy. And in this case, the administration, as I've reported, we you know, we know that he 
exempted family units from Title 42 right. uh, pushback. So if you came in with a kid, then you're, you're guaranteed in. You're guaranteed uh, entry, especially a, a kid seven years or younger. And so, of course, that gave rise to a black market for kids. Right. And the chapter that you're talking about uh, cites a high-ranking home, a ICE Homeland Security Investigations official who was at the front lines of the fake families uh, crisis and um, has prosecuted one of the very few uh, agencies and agents who actually prosecuted one of these cases. And she explains how the whole thing works. And that particular case, which received no publicity at all, is outlined in the book and in the excerpt so far. And what it boils down to, you're a, a mother who's got four kids and you farm out three of the kids to strangers who pay your your smuggling fee. And you bring one of the kids. You all travel together with the smuggler, uh, her uh, free of charge and all of her kids free of charge. But the risk is that you've given them over to strangers. So when you hit the border, you all split up. And there's a further uh, uh, fraud where the smuggler provides fake birth certificates to the fake fathers. Right. Uh, and so everybody just crosses over with their kid, one kid each. I saw it all the time, always one kid. Everybody had one kid. Uh, and then you're in. And then the, the idea is that you reunite on the other side. But it doesn't always work out that way because uh, they come in at different times. Some of them get delayed. The parents get delayed. And in the meantime, the stranger's on the other side with some kid that he doesn't care about. And that's why every once in a while you hear or read about some poor little child that's been abandoned in a cornfield somewhere or on the side of the road. That's that's a fake family hallmark right there. Uh, uh, so we're talking yeah. with Todd Benzman. Is there any is there in the example you give? It falls apart because the six year old. So it's a family of uh, a mother with four kids. She takes the 12 year old because um, if you're you, the kid could blow the cover. So someone gets a six month old to carry across. Someone gets a six year old. And the guy that had the six year old um, didn't want to, I don't know, confessed and got confronted. What do they do? What do they end up? I guess they just end up having, uh, I mean, Customs and Border ends up with kids. They have kids they're stuck with that they got to figure out. Yeah. How to find. So I mean, crazy. That case bo- that, that scheme blew up because, you know, for one thing, infants are the most highly valued children because they don't talk. <laughs> they can't be questioned. Right. Uh, in right. this case, the six-year-old was just old enough to be questioned, and they figured out that, the you know, th- there was a problem uh, in the relationship, or they figured out that the guy was ineligible, and they were going to deport him. I'm sorry, that's what it was. They were going to deport him and his kid. They thought it was his kid. And he's like, you know what? Please don't deport me with this kid. It's not mine. I don't want to have to take care of this kid. Uh, And that's how the whole thing blew apart. And, you know, he flipped and just laid out the whole scheme and they were able to uh, round everybody up. But the infant went with some strange man all the way to Florida. And and the mother uh, didn't seem interested in picking up the infant. Uh, so they, ICE had to go down and find her in Mexico, 
and bring her in and force her to go pick up the kid, reunite with her infant wow. uh, who was being cared for by some strange family. And that's the kind of thing that goes on if they're not being uh, abandoned in cornfields or on the sides of roads. Uh, they're off with strangers who don't care about them. And, well, and another so, and one so, of her and, kids and, and, ended up. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, finish. Finish. Sorry. I didn't mean to go ahead. Well, and one of the other kids ended up, uh, you know, the guy had to go to work and couldn't afford childcare or didn't want to afford childcare. He'd leave the, he'd leave the kid and alone in the apartment all day long. And she got out and was wandering around in the streets and parking lot until some neighbor picked her up. Thank God. And, uh, he his only concern was well I'm glad she didn't call the cops. Uh, we're, talk- wow. we're talking. Wow, yeah, we're talking about Todd Benzman. By the way, that this column, a townhall.com column, is over uh, at our sister site, townhall.com. I'll put it up on social media. The link to this excerpt from uh, chapter seven of his book, Overrun. Um, uh, Bombardier Books is the publisher, which is a division of Post Hill Press, uh, and they've been doing a lot of good books. And this is this is one of them. Um, the uh, uh, you know the stereotype is for somebody dramatically to talk about um I think that's the wrong phrase but I'll just go keep charging ahead they 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 talk about uh, sex trafficking sex trafficking let's all address sex trafficking you know we I tell people we have we have city schools in America's urban centers that are failing hundreds of thousands of kids and we have elected officials that want to talk about sex trafficking around the world when I I admit it's a problem it shouldn't happen but you know there's other things closer to home but in this case uh, and so when I say this there may be some of that, right? It could be that they separate p- families from young girls, especially that are sex trafficked, but probably boys too. But th- it's actually a little bit bigger than that, right? I mean, because what you basically just are having is is uh, unsafe, um, unsafe travel. I mean, you have people if if if, if yeah. an adult doesn't care about a kid, they may not be sex trafficked, but they may they may be hungry, they may be uh, ill, they might be mistreated. I mean, it's just uh, it's not exactly. Um, you know, family friendly. You're not going to the 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 the, the Disneyland. Uh, you you know, you've got a lot happening. Yeah, you're right. I mean, sex trafficking uh, is not. Uh, I don't think it's as prevalent in the way that people think it is. Of you know, some some terrible uh, guy who's you know captured ten young women and is bringing them over the border to to you know put in a house of prostitution. Uh, it, that usually happens later after they're in the country, maybe with a foster family that has not been properly vetted right. or, uh, or or they run away from their foster families and end up in the hands of pimps right. and that sort of thing. Uh, it's not really the way it's portrayed often. Uh, and this is really more typically what was happening is that parents were renting their kids out. They didn't need four kids. Right. And they didn't have ten ten thousand dollars to bring them all in anyway, so you know they were fine anyway. That's, uh, but the 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 other the moral of this story, uh, which is in, toward the end of the excerpt, is that the Trump administration was able to almost completely put the kibosh on this sort of thing by instituting mandatory DNA testing at the borders for family units. Uh, they were doing hundreds and hundreds uh, a, a month, and the Biden administration, when it came in, ended all the DNA testing, uh, or most of it. And once they ended the DNA testing, which can immediately 
determine, I mean, like within 90 minutes, they could determine a match or a mismatch. Uh, and people were breaking in line. Okay, okay, you got me. This is not my kid. I'm not, you don't need to swap. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, it, it put an end to it. And the Biden administration came in and all but stopped the DNA testing uh, so that they could move the kids through faster, that they could move the families through faster so that there wouldn't be a buildup at the border that the press would be able to see. And so uh, as a result, we've had thousands more cases, at least, uh, especially among Brazilians who were bringing in fake kids. You know, they're pretending to be the parents of all these kids. So it's back again. It's happening again uh, for political expediency uh, on on behalf of the Biden administration. It's just awful. And the way I end the piece is, you know, I quote that I ask the ICE agent uh, what she thought about that. And her response is horrible, horror, horror, horror. Wow. It is. um, It's amazing. And I'm 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 so uh, encouraged um, that you are uh, that you're on it, Todd, and that you're getting some a lot of this attention that people are listening. Um, so thank you for coming on again. The piece is over townhall.com. I will post that on social media. It's chapter seven of the book. You just need to get the book at this point, everybody. If you've heard now, I think we've gone through three excerpts with uh, Todd Benzman. And go to toddbenzman.com. You could buy the book there. Go to Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org, and see other of Todd's coverage and his colleagues uh, doing great work. So thank you again, uh, Todd. We'll uh, we'll speak again soon thank you for the attention i appreciate it all right uh, everybody uh, that's uh, todd benzman uh national treasure if you're not tracking his stuff closely you're missing out on what's happening in the country so uh do it all right we'll take a break we'll be right back it's ed martin here on the pro america report back in a moment this is the phyllis schlafly report a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of phyllis schlafly now the president of phyllis schlafly eagles ed martin The arrest of a graduate student for the gruesome murders of four Idaho college students attracted worldwide attention. Reports suggest a DNA match to that of the suspect, Brian Christopher Koberger, whose own attorney said the suspect was only a little bit shocked by his pre-dawn arrest nearly 2,500 miles from the crime scene. Koberger should have been more closely vetted before he was accepted into a publicly funded Ph.D. program. Without the support of higher education and its pipeline to public funding, he would not have killed in Idaho. A professor at Koberger's prior university described him as a brilliant student based on a course she taught him over Zoom. Koberger also pursued studies under another professor known as a prominent expert on the notorious Dennis Lynn Raider, who confessed to committing 10 murders in Kansas and referred to himself as BTK for Bind torture, kill. Liberals cannot blame guns for this crime, which the police believe was committed with a long, heavy hunting knife. People familiar with this type of knife say its blade quickly becomes dull with use, requiring the killer to use enormous force to bludgeon his victims. Koberger was apparently supported by government subsidies so common for most graduate students in PhD fields of study, even useless ones. This able-bodied 28-year-old man was embarked on a multi-year path of higher education that offered him plenty of idle time now and doubtful future employment. 
Obviously, not every government-funded graduate student is going to turn into a serial killer, but this instance should cause us to give pause to the idea of creating a national system where we subsidize useless degrees rather than forcing students to pay their own way. We are actively doing a disservice to our youth by depriving them of the character and dignity that comes with paying their own way in life. Rather than funding their endless litany of degrees, we should be empowering them to work their way through college and experience the unmitigated satisfaction of independence. What better way, after all, to start their adult lives as productive American citizens? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Just have less than a minute to go today. I want to say thank you to Noah Dingley and to Ryan Haidt. Uh, Noah's our producer. Ryan is our associate producer. Help with a lot of things. And they overlap in this sense. Uh, both men of faith. And uh, I enjoy working with them a lot. And a lot of times we have things that are happening in our lives that we can ask each other to pray about. Uh, one of them is uh, for uh, an intention. I'll let Noah talk about it on, if he wants on the air, but an intention that Noah asked uh, us to pray for. And also, uh, Ryan and I lead a prayer call every Friday at uh, 10 a.m. Central Time, the Phyllis Schlafly uh, Eagles Prayer for America call. It's just a 30-minute call. If you ever want to join us to pray, email me at ed at com. Ed at phyllisschlafly.com will add you to that. So uh, thank you to my friends, uh, Ryan and Noah, uh, praying for them always and for all of you. We'll be back tomorrow. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.